On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day everyone and welcome to the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you, another edition of the Four Diego's. Thanks to Finey uh, on another great night. And uh, he's back tomorrow night with, uh, I think, uh, the final siren, Finey's final siren, because the... uh, the big game tomorrow night, uh, Warren Diego. We'll talk to you about that in a minute between the the, uh, the Blues and the Tigers. It's not a big game. Yes, There's only a... one big game tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Vinny, well, It is welcome. a big game because the Blue Baggers are just going to start baggers. the season hard and fast. Turn around. Just seeing a Turn blue around. There's only one big game tomorrow night. Yes, uh, Warren. Hello, Rodrigo. Yeah, Sorry. Well, good evening. And uh, Warren, you're here <laughs> and uh, looking yeah, very good to see. Good to see... Um, the person you'll just introduce finally graces with his presence. Yeah, on Carlos a Wednesday Alberto night. Diego, he's here on a Wednesday. You're here on good. Friday. How are you there, Rodrigo? And I was here on Friday. Yeah, and, not really. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, you know Pub League Airlines for getting me here just before ten o'clock and not seeing any of the game. But I've seen them. I managed to get through and still know more about the game than Warren. <laughs> <laughs> you know the difference between me and you, though. When, when are you going to get? When are you going to catch up knowledge-wise? The Warren? difference between me and you, Carlos, no. is I've never proclaimed that I'm an expert. <laughs> You've spent 22 years trying to pretend that you are one. Your so wife and you kids go. tell me all the time, "His dad is really as good as what he says he is." They always say that to me. <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll let and you, you do the tough love, don't you, and say, no, he's not. That's why I put the intervention order in They're place, They're just beautiful Carlos. girls, a beautiful wife, and I just don't want to get him into tears. So I say, look, he, he sort of knows some, some he stuff. He some shows stuff. promise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he has no radio craft, but he knows a little bit of football. No, I've, I've got a well, lot of radio did, craft you did, that I talked you, about Of before. course, there was a the school football coach you were telling us in the green, green room. Yeah, I did about okay. That he wanted some oh, advice. Yes. That's right. He, just, he, he was thrown the soccer team. Yep. And he wanted some advice. He comes up to Warren because you're on radio, Warren. Yep. He says, Warren, he what do I say to the boys? And, and you know what you I say? said? I said, stay compact. <laughs> if you use those words, stay compact, that people will, yep. the kids will automatically respect. Yep. He came back. They mm. lost. Mm. There were circumstances, a bit of controversy, I think. <laughs> but he came back and he said, thanks very much, Warren, because yep. I demand that yep. I get called Warren around <laughs> yeah. my other workplace because, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And he goes, it's amazing what the kid, how the kids looked at me yeah. when I said the word compact. It was just he had full respect for five minutes. Absolutely, when he said that. Yeah, there you, you go. You weren't tempted and to tell a... him to to play the diamond no. formation. Because <laughs> no, oh, I, I find that very alluring. I did <laughs> mention the diamond formation, but I don't. I think that was a little did, bit. Did you mention his... prongs? No, no prongs. I talked yeah. about between the lines yes. though, which is another squeeze yeah, between yeah, the lines. Compact yeah. and yeah, no and space between yeah, the lines. Yeah, yeah. Tuck yeah. in. Yeah. But it's a bit like my performance on this show. It's pretty compact most weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a bit all over the place. But uh, hey, we've got a big show tonight. Uh, Bigger than normal. We've got a big, big show tonight. So we've got mm. Mike McGrath coming up a little bit later on. We've got the Q&A, but uh, mm. Warren, you've decided to grace us with a rant. So looking forward to that in about yep. uh, you know, And I can tell, tell Rodrigo, this is just a precursor to the rant, that uh, for all the victory fans at the moment... Your team is just a gift that keeps on giving at the moment. <laughs> they are. Thanks they very are. much. What's the hot Indeed. topic tonight, given uh, given that uh, Melbourne victory, of course, uh, 
drew one all with uh, Newcastle, and uh, and they could have put some serious distance between themselves and Sydney yep. FC. But uh, what's what's the hot topic? Am I setting it up? Yeah, you set it up, Carlos. One oh, win out of eight. Way, you go for it. One win out of eight. I love Against Vinny, but, two. but Vinny's he's a shattered man right now. One well, it was a six-pointer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a six-pointer. That's right, Carlos. <laughs> One win out of eight. It was uh, Central Coast Mariners away from home, and they were tuck it out by that stage. Uh. They're cooked. They're shot to pieces. They're just crawling over the line. Uh, against 10 men against uh, Newcastle. I don't say this much, but they were impotent <laughs> against uh, Newcastle. You don't want to template, do you, Carlos? Yeah, no, they, yeah, they yeah, were no. impotent. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm asking the question, are they going to make the finals? It's a simple hot topic tonight. It is a simple For all the victory topic. fans out there, City fans, you're all experts. Are they going to make the finals the way they're going? Georgie Howard didn't know what was going on. He got he got more than ten minutes. I know. They zero through him. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Warren, that is the hot topic. That's the hot, that hot topic. topic. So ring SMS in victory number. fans and tell us why. And my sense is, Carlos, and I don't know whether there's a word for this. Impotent is a consistent term that a per, a team or a person can't be more impotent than another person. No. You're just all the same. Because what I was going to say is that the only reason why victory will make the finals is because Sydney are perhaps more impotent <laughs> right. than what the victory yep. are at the moment. Yep. Yep. They're so, super impotent. <laughs> whatever that is. Yep. By the way, hot off the top, hot off the text machine, yep. the SMS machine, uh, Marie, hi to you too, Marie. Finkler to go to Phoenix, but it's a question mark. So I'm not sure why, whether she's suggesting that or she knows something. Maurice, well, send us a little bit more information if you know something. There was a bit of talk today. Mm. Uh, I don't think he signed anything yet, but uh, the, the word is is that uh, Wellington Phoenix are making a play for Guy Finkler. Mm. Well, I mean, it's that is a pathway for victory players, isn't it? We know that uh, Costa. KFC. Yep. Oh, yes, yep. Carlos, he went yep. there. Yep. KFC. It's Carlos. almost the equivalent of playing in Asia for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he gets to travel regularly by plane. Yeah. It'll make him happy. Mm. Hope he doesn't go, but you never know. I was going to say victory, and uh, victory. I was going to say Rodrigo. That <laughs> my sense tomorrow night, and I'll say this now. I love my Aussie rules footy. You do. But you know what? For the neutral, mm. there's only one big game tomorrow night. There's only one. It's not Essendon and Carlton. Richmond. I mean Essendon, Richmond and Carlton. Yeah. It's not. For for the neutral, who's interested in that game really? I mean. I know it's seventy five thousand. It's the opening of the AFL season, but fair because we're not only one big game. We let's put the market down. We are not haters of AFL. In fact, I am a lover of the Bulldogs and always have been. And we were handy. And by the way, yeah, champion, (laughs) champion little league in my day, just quietly. So I love my AFL. Uh, So it's not against the AFL. It just happens to be that game against the Socceroos versus. Tajikistan. Tajikistan. <laughs> That's right. Just Ironically, for my, my footy team at school, my primary school, I socket it in. <laughs> <laughs> there is no doubt that the neutral, and yeah. I am not, I am, I'm a neutral because I don't barrack for either of the two teams that are playing tomorrow yep. night. There's no doubt. I'll be watching the Socceroos yep. and flicking it over to check the score at halftime in the Socceroos game. No disrespect to Adam Peacock and the crew yep. that they'll get on the round table. Mm. But fair income, it's not even a contest. Not even a contest. It's, so it's, it's a tell me, because I would say that I would say that a good sixty to seventy percent of A League fans, and that's people that go every week, would have an equal love yeah, of I think, an I think AFL more, team. I think more. 
and they would be tempted to be watching tomorrow night's game, the Richmond-Carlton game. But I reckon most will be watching the Socceroos. You can tell me I'm wrong. No, 942 916 If you want to have a chat with Warren or the Diego's about that, or 0433-98-1116. Peter in Cheltenham says, I'm a lover of the Tigers. Um, so he'll be watching yeah. the Tigers. Um, oh, that doesn't mean he's going to watch the Tigers. He's just a lover of Tigers. We all love the Socceroos too. Yes. But he's going to be a walkover tomorrow night, isn't it? Well, it, it, which one? The Socceroos. Socceroos. Let, let's get into the Q&A yeah. because uh, it's time for that now. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Just want to play that music. I really haven't played it for a couple of weeks, but uh, a bit of disco inferno here on 1116 SEN. Um, it is the Socceroos, of course, taking on Tajikistan mm. uh, at the Adelaide Oval. Mm. A, bit, a few questions about the pitch, actually. Oh, beautiful to me. Beautiful stadium, but Ange didn't give it a, a, it's a, concrete, a, boys. a very positive it's concrete. Uh, rating. It, it's, a, it's what they call a fast pitch. So, Carlos, you, you, said, fast pitch it's gonna, football. you said it's going to be an absolute shellacking. Well, it is. It will. Maybe it will not be. those words. It will, yeah. but is, so, it's a lock. So, you're going into this game. Yeah. So, the, the players. So, is there a danger the players might get overconfident here? I, I want them to get overconfident nah. and win overconfident. Right. It's good to be able to win overconfident. It's like Jose Mourinho saying the best and following it up. I want the Socceroos to say we're going to win and we're going to win handsomely and go ahead and do that. There's nothing that can go wrong tomorrow night. Nothing to go wrong. Do you wrong. say Samoa? This, this can be our mainland Samoa. This is the game where we just keep American putting, Samoa. Yeah, yeah American yeah, Samoa. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, I, I'm excited about the squad. Yeah, um, there are some good players that aren't in that squad, but probably would be regulars most of the time. Uh, and it, it, I'm excited about the young kids they've brought in: uh, Brad Smith, uh, Gersbach, Geria. It'll be interesting to see what Ange Postacoglu does, though. Is he just brought him in to get a feel of, of the you know the environment? Because that's what he likes to do: bring him in, train hard, not get a go, and come back in, into the next camp and maybe get a taste then. Uh, someone like Economides might get a go because he's been in a few camps now. Um, the other one who Brad Smith's been in one or two he's camps. He's got to play. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see whether he plays or not. I think he's earned his spot because of what he's done at Liverpool. Do you think Giannou would play? Yeah, he has oh, to. Yeah. They've got to cap him. Mm. Fenicum, yep, if, if Ange doesn't cap him tomorrow night, the Greeks <laughs> will come and get him. <laughs> well, David yeah. will get him to uh, spring yeah. for the uh, the travel too. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, Look, it would be good to see another option up front. You know, look after Timmy. Look after Timmy for, for the Jordan game and put Giannu up front and make him run, he, run his, back, his, little, his little Greek Australian backside off. So, w- will we get a better take after this game and the Jordan game, of course, uh, whom Harry Redknapp is, uh, yeah. is coaching? And, uh, we happen see, to have him in the studio yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. See, Thanks uh, very much. Yeah. Harry Redknapp in the studio. Yeah, Warren, has tonight. anyone ever told you you look like Harry Redknapp? No. No, no. I'm, you, don't, you don't quite have the twitch. Yeah, no, well, right. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a bit svelter than Harry, but that's all right. <laughs> Some would argue with that, possibly. He's but, lost um, a bit of weight, actually, Harry. Yes. Anyway, yeah. so so are we... Look, I mean, this is this is a bit of a daft question. I just want to use the word daft. Um, are we... Are we even close to approaching a golden generation? You know, we've got... So our concerns were, in you know, that Timmy Cale was the only guy that was going to score goals. But now, you know, he's blooded guys, you know, like Leckie, Cruz's back. Um, you know, we've also got uh, Apostolos uh, Janu, you know. Um, got some, you know, Nathan Burns can score goals. So all of a sudden, you know, we're yeah. getting a bit of an attacking flair. Masluongo, you know, is a bit of an attacking player. Tommy Rogic, Carlos. Tommy Rogic. Did you see? His goal was golden generation-like. Yeah. So are you really he, he, now starting to believe the way you say it again? Because you... you you remember when when you first saw Tommy Rogic, you said it like this, Tommy Rogic. And then when he started getting injured, it was Tommy Rogic. Now it's 
Tommy Rogic. Beautiful. <laughs> so you're starting to show the love for Tommy. Will he start tomorrow? He should. He's fit and raring to go. He scored a nice goal. But, you know, incredibly, after such a decent season he's had at Celtic, he hasn't played every game. You know, he's actually been out for a bit. Generally, when he is fit, he's either starting or coming off the bench, which is good. Uh, but they love him at Celtic. They, they want to extend his contract. And uh, he's one. That <laughs> they they cert- love him so much they'll keep playing him off the bench. No, no, I think he's uh, the, the Dalia, the the coach there. I think yep. he really likes him, and he's a bloke who'll he'll be a bit of a mainstay when he becomes a mainstay, and he plays like the way he we know he can week in week out. He's golden generation. He may be a one man golden generation, <laughs> but he's our golden generation. Seriously, if you haven't seen his goal uh, um, on the weekend, just YouTube uh, Tommy Rogic's yeah, goal. It was an absolutely. It was Actually, a cracker. YouTube. Tommy Rogic. Tommy Rogic. <laughs> you might get a website, you might not want to. <laughs> hey, 9429-1116, Nuno in uh, Deer Park wants to talk to us. G'day, Nuno. Welcome to the show. Yeah, how are you, boys? Yeah, very well. You with us? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, just just wondering. It's it's a meaningless game anyway, mate, if you think about it. Which one, Carlton and Richmond? <laughs> no, not, not the 40, the, the soccer, the soccer is. No, no, Nuno, we've got to get four points out of the last two games. Yeah, there'll be a guaranteed win, which three or four nil they'll, they'll score because they're playing a, a team, a country that's not probably even ranked at all. I, I agree. He's that confident. They'll get, no, they'll get the three points. We still need another point hey, after hey, that. So. Nuno, you don't want to go in cocky. You don't want yeah. to go in too cocky. As opposed, and, and I'm not comparing it, as opposed to the AFL game, which is a team that's going to finish bottom of the ladder and another team that can never win finals. So I want to watch the national team play, Nino. I want to watch, I want to watch the... The potential golden generation yep. score goals for fun, and that's really what I'm looking for. I, we haven't played at home in a in a serious game for six months. Australia, well, it's, it's been, been a while. Yeah, it has yep. been a while. This, yeah, this is a serious game. It is a serious yeah, game. It's a World Cup qualifier. Yeah. You know, the Socceroos. I'm not looking for a golden generation, Rodrigo. I'm not. No, no, like, good. You, you kind of you but, didn't like that but, but, um, word um, my, when the, I used little, it. The little drop of gold is Ange Postacoglu, and he's uh-huh. like the master yeah. chef who always <laughs> serves something up that uh, keeps me wanting more at the um, end of it all. And so yeah. I, I watch the team to see who's who's up for it and who's the next guy who's just stepping up to the plate. And that's what uh, – it, it's the way Ange is developing this squad that makes him so compelling to watch for me. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't need a big – I want big stars there, but if, if we just move forward as a collective, it pleases me. Yeah, thanks, Dino, for your call. Much appreciated. Um, what I was going to say – Yep. Actually – You've forgotten. Is it possible – to have a golden team without a player that would really fit the golden generation. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. that's what I'm looking no, for. No, I mean, the Denmark teams of the 90s. Denmark won the Euros uh, in the 90s, and they were a team that was thrown together. They all became good players after that, but uh, but they were just uh, players who were just good professionals and they end up winning the Euros. So, there you go. That's what I'm after then. Yeah. Could, of course you can have a golden and the Greek, team. And the Greeks obviously won the golden Euros in uh, 2004, so it can happen. So the hot topic tonight is, are Victory going to make the finals? We're getting some uh, some text messages to say uh, that, of course, they are because everyone else around them is um, not great. And I won't use the word that I'm seeing on the text message. But uh, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about uh, Melbourne City. Melbourne mm. City, Warren. We, we were here on Friday night and yeah. uh, they had a, a very good win against Brisbane 3-1. Yeah, we did. They've got, who have they got? Wellington? Uh, Wellington at home. Yeah, they've got, uh, they got Perth away. Yep. And then they've got Adelaide at home. And I suppose 
as long as Bruno Fornarelli, 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 Fornarelli <laughs> doesn't keep scoring, I think City will be okay. Can they finish on top? Oh, then there's no doubt they can. No doubt they can. I mean, that Adelaide game in the last game of the season, you know, it will be significant. Of course they can because they can legitimately win their last three games and they've got a goal difference to die for. I'm not saying for a moment they wouldn't have won the game because I'm. I think. City seriously, I think uh, are a team that's going to really vie for the Premier's plate and also the you know the grand final, you know the win there. But would they have won as handsomely or, or at all if they had if Brisbane had the eleven men? Don't yawn. This is was that was that this that is boring, a sigh. Question? It's a sigh <laughs> because this is the radio what? craft that we talk as about. As much as you say that you sit on the fence and you support no one. The inference that you've had Just over answer the, the last question. If Brisbane had 11 can. men, if Brisbane had 11 men on Friday night, they were leading 1-0 at half time. If they had 11 men, would they would City have won or drawn the game? Yes, they would have won the, the game. Okay. You, you have no, no basis. So. No, I'm just saying it would have been a lot tougher because Brisbane still had their chance. In been fairness tougher. to City, it yeah. would have been tougher, but they've got they've shown that they've got the capacity to score when they need to. Voice of know. reason. It's true. Uh, as much as I hate to admit it, they, they can score. They're dangerous. I don't have the data, Carlos, but they were starting to look good in that second half before the send-off as well. But, you know, you, you can't answer that question, would they have won um, without the send-off? No, well, did no, you disagree with Carlos then, Rodrigo? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's, unusual. You know, it's a hypothetical question. No, I, I think it's a really good question because people ask <laughs> the question, they beat 10-man Brisbane Raw 3-1. Comprehensively. Well, against 10 men. Trash them. Right? Against 10 men, though. Victory would they have done the Newcastle. same if there was 11? That's all. That's all. Yeah. Who did I they think play? it's a quite reasonable <laughs> question to ask. <laughs> Carlos In is fact, let's, I think let's throw it to the listeners. Let's have a hot topic. Would they have won with 11 men? Especially victory fans. Just There's throw an it old in. saying well, actually, about <laughs> your uncle would be your auntie if, but I won't say. I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> let's go to Marcus. Uh, Vinny, sorry, before before that, but he wants to talk about which game he's watching. But uh, Marcus from South Melbourne. Um, yep. Would Melbourne City have won the game um, if Brisbane didn't have a player sent off on Friday? You're, you're being very controversial tonight, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, Rodrigo in particular. <laughs> I think it matters about as much as the flavour of the Gatorade. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, that, so that means Carlos's question was about as relevant as the flavour of the Gatorade. That's good. Hey, hey, gentlemen, who's that bloke sitting up on the fence over there? Yeah, Rodrigo. Well, well, that's me normally. That's Rodrigo, yeah. yeah. Would, you like to, would you like to sit near me? Listen, the, 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 I think you're making a silk purse out of the pig's ear here. You can mm-hmm. watch both games quite easily. Oh, no, you're talking about Warren. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you would... And, yeah, no, the AFL and Australia, I'm saying that I'll be watching Australia, but the AFL will start and finish after that, and I can watch the Australian match, and if we do get two or three goals in front, yep. um, I can just listen to the AFL on SEN, can't I, and still watch the match on the television... We are, absolutely we can. Are, we and are in Australia. Why not enjoy it all? And we ask our listeners to ensure they have it on SEN during the coverage <laughs> of the uh, Carlton versus Richmond whilst watching. You, you um, can. The soccer. And just one last thing, gentlemen. Yes, uh, when you were mentioning earlier about don't go into this match cocky, mm. ask the Dutch about being cocky about a one point difference and why they're not playing in Europe this year and both the Irish sides are. I think every match should be taken 
as it is, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely but totally we're going to thrash them, and we're going to, you know, <laughs> this, this is three points guaranteed. I think we shouldn't even turn up. And you know, a lot of the premise of tomorrow night and what do you watch? If we go back pre-remote days, where you actually have to get off the couch and change the channel. <laughs> What would you what would you have the channel on first, and could you be bothered getting up to turn it over to the footy? No, I, my I, argument I, is no. I'd only be a little bit a little bit tempted if the doggies were playing. That's, oh, that's the only. You'd be flicking. No other no other AFL oh, game if it would was interest me. Geelong, if that Monday no. night game was on, I probably would. No. Look, we're getting we're getting some mixed reaction on the text messages. Um, you know, love your show, boys. Thank you very much. But uh, this weekend in Melbourne is all AFL. David from Ascot Vale. I understand M- that. Marie's going to be watching the Socceroos. Um, we had Pete in Cheltenham kind of not say either way, yeah. but he's a lover of the Tigers. You know, we're getting some interesting texts. Um, you know, would Carlton beat Richmond if the Tigers had 10 players? James, of course, I'm not sure about that. Uh, <laughs> Good, question. Hot topic. Good question. Good question. Nice yeah. little hot topic. Well, the way Tigers are going, they You, you can still win players. games with 10 players. <laughs> hey, um, look... Uh, now it's, let's let's get into Warren's rant right now. Everybody was kung fu fighting. You ready, Warren? Those I'm ready. Take it away. Um, at the moment, victory are a gift that keeps on giving for a city fan. I'm not lamenting in their poor form. In a lot of ways, I'm celebrating their poor form. But victory <laughs> fans, victory fans, there's two rules that you live by, and I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. You don't boo and you don't leave early. I don't care how insipid your team is. How insipid. You don't leave and you don't boo. You're the current holders of the three titles in Australian football. And just because your team's going through a minor slump, boo who to you? <laughs> Turn up, support Barrick, do what you need to do to support your team. You don't boo them, collect. It was a disgraceful performance. By the players on the field. Are you going to boo the listeners? But it was equivalently (laughs) worse as they collectively booed their team. In the end, have they got a right? I suppose they pay their money they have. But I tell you what, as a long-suffering Melbourne City fan, (laughs) if we booed and left early, I don't know who'd be watching the game. That's Warren's rant. 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Former England international and wayward problem child Paul Gascoigne once said, I don't like being on my own because you think a lot, and I don't like to think a lot. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diegos. Coming up, we've got Vinny Venezuela's Do I Love This Game segment. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night, and... Uh, Yes, getting some interesting text messages after your rant tonight, uh, Warren. Joel, well said. Yes. John in Port Melbourne, turn up, you should talk 7,000. <laughs> You're obsessed. True. It's true, Warren. Obsessed with what? No one can boo at a City game because no t- supporters <laughs> turn up. Yeah, City fans, they don't leave early. They just stay in the car. <laughs> there you go. A lot of Victory fans, of course, listen they, to that rant. And you know what? The, I, <laughs> what I've noticed with Victory fans increasingly, increasingly, they're suffering from Melbourne City envy. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're not. No, they are. No, we're not. Because they we're go not. to the baseline criticism. They can't criticise the way we play. They can't criticise the players we've got. 
So they'll criticise things like the size of our crowd or how loud our supporters are. Now, that's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Well, it's not, it's not irrelevant to it's fans. It's irrelevant. If, if fans' job is to go there and support like the Melbourne Victory crowd yeah, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yep. and yep. they're there, they're active yep. support, they sing, yep. they, they, yep. they support through, you know, Victory Till I Die, all those scarves. Yeah, yep, yep. But that's what's important to them. And if City don't deliver that, they've quite entitled to point this, that out. This might sound a really stupid argument, Carlos, because I'm known for this type of thing. But you know if Melbourne City were the establishment team in Melbourne, mm. they'd be averaging 25,000 fans per mm. game. And victory as the second side would be averaging 7,000 a game. If Warren Diego Wednesday was the first establishment <laughs> team, you would be averaging 25,000. So anyone in year one to year yeah. five who was in here in this market by themselves would have been... The victory, so they're basically bagging City victory fans at the moment because we were the second team in the competition in Melbourne. Now that's just an irrelevant Uh, argument. Are you that soft? Are you that sensitive that you can't handle a little bit of banter from victory fans? I'm the voice of the minority, Carlos. (laughs) Here we go. Clearly. Um, here we go. Three, three TVs in my room and two Foxtel boxes. I watch both, <laughs> but but the sound on the soccer is that's Chris. On you, Chris. Good, I like that, Chris. Point yeah. Cook. Um, the Tigers-Carlton game gets more viewers because of the free-to-air factor. I can't watch it, for example. No Foxtel. That's Dalton in Frankston. Mm. Uh, fair, fair enough, and uh, that's, that's a very good point. Um, getting on the hot topic, which was, are uh, victory going to make the uh, finals? Um, we've got about four or five hot topics going tonight. Um, <laughs> the victory look as ordinary as the soccer is new kit. There's uh, a... <laughs> Regards from Peter Nidri. And uh, Victory Won't Make It is they're overrated, Brian in Footscray. No, that's they're not, not overrated. They've got the right players. They just, they just lost their mojo for some reason. Now, getting back to the game you'll watch tomorrow night, yep. whether it's the, the Blues and the Tigers or the Socceroos, out of 100%, 10% would be watching the soccer. The other 90% will be watching our great game as AFL. Back on the AFL talk, soccer is no good. That you know, was anonymous. You know, anonymous, Mr. Yeah. Anonymous out there, I'm going to say this, and you probably disagree with me and come back. I don't think you're a sports fan. I don't think you're a sports fan. Like, I, one of the things... No, no, happy for him to watch the footy. Yeah, no, but I don't think that means that he's a sports fan. So now, is he racist? No. He's <laughs> <laughs> sportist. Is, is, is the listener racist? Oh, look... I think it permeates far too much through this great state of Victoria. The fact that <laughs> like the premier now. The fact that you've got to be seen <laughs> to be making a decision. You can't love both sports. It's almost it's almost like you only half love AFL properly if you're a soccer fan. I just don't like it. They're not they're not comparable games. They've both got differences. So that Mr. Anonymous but, but guy out there, I, that's wrong. I sort of I sort of agree with you a little bit here because <laughs> If you love your sport, and SEN listeners love their sport, I, don't, I can't imagine it's the a, person... It's Melbourne's home of sport. Yeah, I, I can't imagine the person listening to SEN who doesn't like sport. True. Like, would, would we all agree on <laughs> that? That would be a very yes. strange person. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Now, if you love sport, you love the contest, don't you? Yes. Yes. You love the contest. The competition. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be lacrosse. It yes. could be golf. Even though I hate golf. Marbles. Oh, golf, oh, whatever oh. it is. It's a contest. It's a talking point. It's... Tommy Rogic <laughs> goal. It's it's that's what it, so for me that doesn't Mister Anonymous. I, I don't get it. I don't get it because mm. if you love sport, you love your AFL, you love a contest, and you love your national you love, team, absolutely. absolutely. And there's this sense that the ten percent that will be watching the soccer are some t- somehow strange or weird or why would they be doing that? Because that's just totally unnatural. Like. Yeah, be there. Have that. an opinion. Have yeah. an opinion. It leads in nicely to your next point. About the Herald Sun article today. Yeah, yeah. And 
we're not blowing anyone's trumpets here, but it's interesting the figures now we've created of, of the kiddies playing the game in Victoria right now. Well, apparently about thirty thousand more children are playing uh, football, the world game, than Aussie rules in Victoria. That's, I mean, it's we, never we been, always it's never, knew yeah. we always knew that you know there were a lot of kids playing footy, uh, soccer, you know, across um, the country, across the country. Yep. But thirty thousand more kids in Victoria. That that's that's a quite. Obviously, that's not just all in one year. So it's been creeping for the last couple of years. Mm. But what does it mean? Like well, you that's said, the question. Rodders, what does for it 20 mean? years, the ABS figures have been telling us yep. that there's two and three times more kids playing soccer, football, than any other sport in this country. In fact, last year, we had figures where there's more girls. This is an incredible figure in Australia. More girls are playing soccer, football, than netball. Now that yeah. that is in, that's even that's more huge as well. yeah, that's yeah. even more mm. incredible. But what does it mean when we get seven thousand? Sorry to pick on your city again, Warren. Actually, I'm not sorry, but when when you've got all these kids playing, but only seven thousand, and some saying some people are saying that figure is inflated. I don't know why they inflated to seven. Why didn't they inflate it to twelve? But I think right. it was a. There's a fine line between credible inflation <laughs> and incredible <laughs> okay. inflation. But anyway, seven thousand rocked up to city. A team that's playing great football with some great plays in it right now, and we've got all these kids playing. What does it mean, boys? Look, I think it means that uh, there there are fans out there. It's it's a pool with fish in it. And you've got to go there with the biggest net and take as many out as you can. And that's the challenge for, uh, that's the ongoing challenge for any team in the A League. And it's certainly uh, a big challenge for Melbourne City. Now, Melbourne City would be heartened by that. And one thing that Melbourne City and Melbourne Heart did really well, I felt uh, a long time ago, they got out into the community really well. Now, the, the, I think the next step for them is to win things so that uh, the kiddies that uh, meet the Melbourne City players are training on, on a Tuesday or a Thursday or a weeknight want to go to the game. So you're saying winning is will solve this problem about all these kids playing but not going to the A-League? I think giving yeah. them someone, good players, good football, will, will get people there, yes. Carlos, I don't actually think I know what it means, and I'll give you my example. My daughter, Lily, will go off to the AFL on Saturday night to watch North Melbourne play, and she'll be dressed in the full yep. AFL kit with Jamie McMillan's number on the back. And then on Easter Monday, she'll go into a Melbourne City kit and she'll go off to the game with us and we'll watch Melbourne City play. I don't think we'll know if it transfers into crowds until Lily's old enough to have kids herself. Yep. And where does she take, like, is there still that attachment to North Melbourne that's gone through my wife's family, yep. my family, into her? or whether we'll, there will be a, a greater pull towards Melbourne City that we've introduced her to, and she'll keep... So you're get, saying this generation of kids, thing. when they become parents... Yeah, it's when mm, it's yeah. where they're going to take their kids, and that's where you'll see that... Gener and I suspect, to a large degree, if you use my example, I'd actually genuinely hope that she finds a way to follow both. Oh, no, she will, though. She will. But, she will. but I think for some, yeah. Oh, yeah. when there's financial and all these sort of stuff and time... It's the choice they make about where they go and watch. It's interesting how many fathers and mothers ring our talkback lines here at SEN saying, look, I'm an AFL fan. I've grown up with AFL, but my kids are dragging me to their, their soccer. They want yep. to play soccer. So I'm going there and I'm actually, getting, I'm actually getting an appreciation of the game. And they're playing it at school and they want me to take them to a victory or a city game. I think that's happening a lot. But I think you're right. Ultimately, if you want to see... That transferring to...
big numbers through the turnstiles, it is a generational thing. And it may well be when that kid is now a parent and suddenly if the, if the sport of choice is football, soccer, that's when they'll get them there. Absolutely. One of the great things the AFL, the Australian rules has had um, in this state in particular, is, is that attachment to a football mm. club. Now, obviously, with Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City in this in this state, you know they they will obviously they've only been around for ten and six yeah. years respectively. Um, so all of a sudden, those 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 kids that are growing up now will have some sort of affection for those clubs. You'd hope, and then that will continue through. I, the I agree. I I won't barrack for I don't barrack for City or Victory, and not because I'm trying to be smart. I mean, I, I'd barrack for him if I wanted to, but I didn't grow up with them. Uh, I appreciate the A-League. I love the A-League. love football, as you know, but I, I, I don't barrack for these sides. I barrack for the Socceroos and the Western Bulldogs. Let's go to Jim in Noble Park. Wants to join in this discussion, but also wants to talk about why we compare all the time. G'day, Jim. Uh, good evening, guys. Yeah, very Hi, well. I've, I've grown up with a Greek background, so as a young kid, generally I'd watch the football and play soccer, but because physically, to play football, it's a lot more difficult as a younger kid and, you know, you can get a two-year-old to kick a soccer ball around. You can't get a two-year-old to play football. It's a lot harder. Mm. So generally, as a parent, generally, if your kid's playing soccer, it seems a lot safer. Um, and that's just how it's always been. But I find football relentless for all the supporter. But I've been to a few soccer matches. The reality is what I get a lot out of from people that are really following the A-League at the moment is they keep talking about the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I go to football matches. I'm going to go and see Hawthorne play Geelong. That atmosphere is because the actual match is wonderful. Yep. I hear, and I, I, we get it in football too. People say, oh, the Anzac Day match had a great atmosphere. So the game was rubbish, but it had a great atmosphere. Mm. Now, those people, I call them theatre goers. They're not there for really the sport, as you just said, they are we sport people. So in soccer, it just seems that it's a lot about the atmosphere, but the commentary just seems to be about the atmosphere. Mm. It's about the match. And and ultimately, in the American model, people who play the world game in America, I think there's more kids that play uh, the world game in America than they do any other sport, I think, from what I've heard. Yep. But and it will never translate to... The, until the meteorites are higher in soccer, it, we're never going to get that. It's never going to happen in Australia for maybe 100 years. It's never going to get to that level. It never will. Yep. Because yep. football will always be the elite. You can't get... You are seeing the best player in the world playing football uh, in Australian AFL. Say, for example, uh, Gary Ablett's the best player, you know, in the world playing yeah. football. That's the only person. And in NFL, if you watch NFL, you're seeing the best player in the world in in world game. But in Australia, you will never see the best player play. And to me, and to a lot of people, that star power is mm. is takes away from it. So I don't think we can ever reach that level personally. You know, I think you make a really good point, Jim, in the fact that AFL is an Australian game and the best players in the world play the Australian game. And ultimately you're right. It's hard to crystal ball. And, and if you crystal balled and you'd said, okay, what's the A-League going to look like in 50 years time? What's the quality of talent that's going to come to Australia? You're right. It might be better than it is now, but it's never going to be the equivalent of Lionel Messi in 50 years time is going to be playing in the A-League. So you're right. I actually think that the quality will continue and, and I would argue this year, well, I know as a Melbourne city, if you love sport, and Carlos said it last week, you would go and watch Bruno Fornaroli play for Melbourne City, whether you like the game or whether you like Melbourne City or not, because he's the best that we've seen for the type of player that he is. You're absolutely spot on. You asked the question what the A-League will look like in 50 years. The A-League will have free-to-air TV. We would have, you know, 
close to full stadiums. We'll and probably have 12 We're not teams. talking about full stadiums, 25,000 to 30,000 fans at nearly every game. But we won't have world stars here. No. But it'll be okay not to have world stars because we'll have a good competition. It's what, we'll find more Fauna Rollies out there. We'll find more Broishers. And they're good enough to still bring people who love football in. We get all the world stuff on, on cable and, and uh, on free-to-air at different times. We get all the EPL stuff. We don't need to just barrack for that. We can barrack for the A-League also. And, that's, that's, and we will never have the best plays here, but I think it could be a very vibrant and lucrative league anyway. I think two interesting things are happening um, culturally. I think that once upon a time you were raised with a footy team and you inherited it and you and it was a bit of a tribal thing. I, d- I don't know if that happens the same way with the generation of kiddies that come up, and it probably does with some, but not with all of them. So I think that the, the, the language of, of, of supporting is changing and the reasons why you support changes. Mm. I think that when you get more than one product out there, that loyalties will now be split. And so you're not just going to be a glued on AFL only sort of person. You're going to be a multi-sport loving individual. And so I think that's going to open up a different door. And I think that in terms of football in Australia, I think that as long as it's competitive and it's quality, you, you will attract the crowd. It doesn't yep. you, You're not going to get your messies because we, we may never have the sort of money to, to attract those sorts of players. But if, you give me Fauna Rollies and Moyes and, and guys like that playing uh, week in, week out, good quality game, I'll go and watch it. And and people who would like competitive uh, sport will go and watch them. Good points, Vinny Venezuela. We're going to have to take a break now because we've got Mike McGrath coming up very, very soon on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. And coming up after the Diego's, it's All Night Appetite with uh, Scotty Cooney. So make sure you stick around for Scotty and All Night Appetite. Um, and uh, let's go across to the UK and catch up with our man from The Sun in the UK, thesun.co.uk. It's Mike McGrath. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Have, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's good to have you. It's Rodrigo here. We've got uh, Vinny Venezuela, Carlos, Alberto Diego, and Warren Diego, who wants to ask you the first question. Mike, today. unusually for me, I'm going to ask you a serious question. I, I get a, a sense with everything that's happened in, in Europe, you know, the bombings in France and now Belgium, and they've cancelled a friendly game. And there's a level of defiance amongst governments and also football associations about conducting the Euros and, and everything will be fine. I, I just get a sense we're getting close to a tipping point where there's a sense that there is a real risk and perhaps the guarantees around everything being fine, it's really going to be struggle struggle to sort of be kept. Is is that, that pervading, you know, people in Europe around, is it safe to go? Will it be safe to go? Can they guarantee safety? I, I don't know whether it's really pervading our, our mentality like that, but look, in November in Paris, it was a massive wake-up call, the fact that it happened virtually at the stadium. Well, it was at the stadium, luckily not as far in as uh, as the terrorists wanted. So it really is um, it is at the forefront in terms of security. At, at um, you know, People are thinking about it. But I think in general, you know, if, if I could speak for... You know the people in England and in Europe. I, I just think there is, you know, people are thinking that you know we can't go to matches thinking like that, or else, you know, we just wouldn't have any football or, or uh, at all. So we we have to kind of you know, trust in the in the security services over here and and trust that our intelligence is good and um, and go to football 
um, like we normally do. But guy, it, it is an absolute hell of a wake up call. What, what happened in? Paris um, earlier and Brussels yesterday. Mm. Mike, uh, it's Carlos. Uh, Jose Mourinho, the talk of uh, pre-contract, of course it wasn't officially coming out of Manchester United but it's a lucrative pre-contract if they break it, if they don't go ahead with him and with Louis van Gaal now unearthing some gems in Marcus uh, Rushford and a couple of others, Lingard and uh, and uh, also Marshall, these sort of players, it's got to be a tough decision for Manchester United now if they're going to go with Jose. Yeah, it's, it's really tough. I think the, the story itself, it came from Diego Torres, um, a journalist who is quite anti-Mourinho, really. Um, he's, he's done a book um, you know, exposing Mourinho and some of the, the way he works. So it was, a, it was a story which was a bit of a surprise, and it's one that nobody has actually quite really nailed over here and said, yes, this is, a, this is absolutely right, what he said. Um, but yes, if that story is correct, then we, you know, it would cost Manu a lot of um, money to not uh, appoint Mourinho, and like you say, a massive decision. I, I do think that regardless of Rashford scoring the winner against City at the weekend, there's still there's still big problems there in the way that United are, and um, you know, finishing fourth. And, and celebrating that mm-hmm. fact is not really a Man U way of working. Um, I, I think it, I would not be surprised if there was a change um, in the dugout next season. Mike, uh, the message you're sending to the kiddies, though, is that if you write a love letter, you'll get a prenuptial agreement signed and ready to go, <laughs> and you'll live happily ever after. It confuses me. Yeah. Are, are Man U fans happy with this? I think I think they they would be really happy with just winning a few games, regardless of style, and challenging in the in the latter stages of the Champions League. And I mean quarterfinals, not semifinals, or even getting past the group stage. So, yeah, I think they'd, they'd happily accept the special one with, you know, what, what comes with it. All I'm saying is that they could have gotten all that with Yup Hanks because he won <laughs> Champions League yeah. and he wouldn't have even taken a prenup. He would have just showed up. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Mike, <laughs> well, talk... Talking England, uh, actually, Kane or Vardy, player for player, tell me who you think's better and put your Tottenham allegiances aside. Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that um, Roy Hodgson doesn't have to choose one or the other. Um, if I were to choose one or the other, I'd probably go. For, I, I would probably go for Kane as an out and out number nine. I think he's a fat, you know guy who can lead the line really well and I think Vardy just the last few weeks kind of seen if there's a game plan to stop him you know basically don't give him any room to run behind you because his pace is his great asset then he you know he maybe isn't the same threat in that way but you know he has found other ways to create goals like he did for um, for Riyad Mahrez at the weekend I just think Kane's really showing his class this year Um, we all thought the goals would dry up, but you know that he's um, he, he's carried on, and um, with Rooney injured, it's a good chance that he could be leading the line for England um, in France. Hey, Mike, we know it was a big effort for you tonight to uh, come and join the Diego's with uh, Afghanistan needing uh, what twenty runs off three balls. <laughs> we know you. We know you're watching the game, um, but uh, thanks for your time as always on the Diego's. We'll talk to you again next week. 
Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon. There's Mike McGrow. It's absolutely cock-a-hoop that uh, England <laughs> are going to defeat Afghanistan in the T20. You no, know, they were 50. They were six for 50, England, too. <laughs> they were. Anyway, let's take a break now and come back with just a little bit more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Coming up after Diego's, uh, Scotty Cooney with All Night Appetite. Uh, the Diego's are on Friday night. Good Friday. We're coming in, mm. getting triple time, of course, as Carlos has just told us, <laughs> as Melbourne Victory take on the Western Sydney Wanderers. So make sure you join us from 10. Um, been a big show tonight. I just want to read this text. I grew up a staunch Aussie footy supporter. Uh, soccer was a weird game for migrants and still love the cats to death. Our family will be at Adelaide Oval tomorrow night. That's Richard. In Camberwell, Richard. so yeah, watching that, the Socceroos. That's, that's a proper sports fan. Tajikistan, a yeah, that, proper sports fan. He's not. Lo- he's not singularly focused. No, he's a sports fan. No, actually, making the effort to go to the Adelaide Oval. We well should done. do Thanks that. For that. We should be. On, we should go on a road trip. Hey boys, <laughs> we've uh, <laughs> only done a couple of. Only been in South Africa with you. No, no, and also like, Brazil. No, no, a bit more. Sort of like. You know, back to basics. Get in the car. <laughs> go to Adelaide. And film and watch it. We should Socceroos. film it. And we should film it. And have a, a trunk load of Coke. And, and do a little bit Coca-Cola, of... Coca-Cola, you know, sorry. Coca-Cola. <laughs> bit, no, no. <laughs> sorry. No. And do, a trunk um, load. You know, a bit of, a bit of um, karaoke on the way, you know. Like we did in that taxi in Brazil. Yeah. We filmed that. That, that was fun. great. True, fun. Yeah. It was fun. Oh. I was speaking to Finey while we were in that taxi. Yeah, That's it's right. all where Warren has his Coke. Uh, Melbourne Victory Wanderers and uh, Melbourne City take on Wellington Phoenix. Uh, we'll do another final whistle then on Monday night as well. Plenty of day goes coming up, so remember, Carlos. We're Puerto Rican girls hanging out. We'll be there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba. We'll be there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls on their feet. We'll be there. Wherever the gringos play football. We'll be there. We are the Four Diego. Yeah.